Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, the ring announcer to the stars, the most professional podcaster, and of course, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, your host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Welcome to another edition. The Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of thechairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Coming back down with, with the with the two chair shot commercials back to back, just to let all of you know. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's the art of video. The finger they saw didn't press the button. The finger they didn't see ah, pressed the button. Oh, magic. Yeah, it's magic because it's like. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This one's better, though. Continue. Yeah, the quality. the quality on that one wasn't coming through so so hot for me. I don't know. Well, of which one? Of the Adam Cole baby. Oh, I can't allow that to happen. Oh, that was, better? that was a better? bit better. Yeah, okay. that was a bit better. Yes, I'm Miranda Morales, and of course, my co-host, which uh, I couldn't do the show without, literally, because he is the button man, the kingpin of the jarechat.com, Greg DeMarco. I would say welcome, the button, but we've been over the, button man. Now. The, button the button man. The button man. The button man. The button man. And it got a collapse word, too? Oh, well, that's yeah, good shit. there's a good rhythm to it. That oh, is, man. it does have good rhythm to it. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I dig it. I definitely. Yeah, I yeah definitely you like know, it. that's, we're all about coming up with uh, insider jokes and fun names here. Uh, this show has also been known as the Hashtag Dave Show for a few weeks. It has. Another name we came up with. We can't even remember. Yeah, can't even remember. Dave, so it's me, Dave. Let me, I'm gonna, let me see if, it, let me see if this gets us in trouble. Here comes the big dog. All right, we'll see if YouTube hates that. We'll find out. Yeah, and no, we'll see what, what happens with YouTube. Who knows? YouTube is a mysterious world that I don't understand. But that's also where YouTube. this show, the hashtag Randa show, uh, is on. It's also available on your favorite podcast uh, streaming platform like Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, the others. And, and iTunes, kind of a big one. iTunes, iTunes Apple yeah, Podcasts. ITunes. Kind of a you big know deal. I'm an Android user. I just, Me too. I always forget Me about iTunes. Google Pixel right here. Not that you can tell, but okay. Google Pixel I gotta right here. I got the Samsung. Yes. Samsung. We've talked yeah. about that before. How neat. We're like the, probably the only podcast in the world where with multiple people where no one has an iPhone. Like that's, that is, yeah. but that's going to like. I'm the only person in my own family. Like nobody. I'm I know. going to be the only person in my own family. So originally. We had three androids, and the wife, of course, everyone knows as a lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco, had the iPhone. Then the daughter eventually wanted the iPhone and got the iPhone recently for her birthday. And now the son is like, yo, Christmas is coming up, and I kind of want an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everybody's fucking a bad. It's just, just, just me and Miranda now because everybody else is like going to the way of the Apple. And, you know, I'm going to name the Apple Pat. Fuck you, Pat. That's what I have to say about that right there. Yes, of course. Android and I fortunately have just two dogs and neither of them have uh, asked me for iPhones yet. <laughs> I feel like they're going to start asking for Apple Watches soon. Um, so I'm gonna Do they make Apple collars? They Not should. yet, but those that are listening to this, they're going to get started on it. This, I mean, just... we told AEW last week to sign Tainara, and they immediately signed Tainara. And they did so. it. Like, they just did it the I next know. day. The next day, I get this message from Miranda's like, they were listening. I was like, of they course they were. They were listening even and before they should, it was released. And they should keep listening. Yeah, I know. Um, but they should keep listening because yeah, they no, should be better. Yeah, I know, this advice is for free. Really, and it's I mean, good advice too. Like that's the thing. Like yeah, it's good. This it's is good advice. This is yeah. advice that they need to take to heart and 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 put into put into practice. I, I'm just gonna we, keep fucking your show up. I just want you to know that right now. Like I am. No, I know. We we've been off it. the rails now. This is hour two of that. Have so not gotten if back. Anyone has listened to the Greg Demarco show uh, that was recorded right before this. Uh, but it's released at least a day or two before the hashtag Miranda show. So you get a head start. And Greg was ready. We had a whole topic ready to go. A great topic. A topic that, you know, 
been actually discussing, uh, you know, low key for several weeks, and we got nowhere on that topic. Nowhere, um, not nowhere. at all. Nothing. Nowhere. And I loved it. Those are the best shows, to be honest. Yeah, with you. Like, they really are. Those, they, those are pure entertainment. That's yeah. where I, I've said this before. I've said it on multiple podcasts. I've said it to you, probably on air, and I know I've said it to you off air. Podcasting has nothing to do with the subject matter. 95% of the time because it's a wrestling podcast. Okay. Now, granted the topic we were going to talk about, you don't hear a lot of podcasts talking about it and we'll probably talk about it next week. And it's probably going to be amazing, but mm-hmm. podcasts are about personality. That's what it is. Like podcasts are about personality and chemistry and dialogue and fun. And if you're having fun, the show will be good. And if you're not having fun, the show won't be good. When, when I remember one time years ago, Patrick and I, and I think Andy Critchell from 411 Mania, we like ran down an episode of Raw, like segment by segment. It wasn't fun for us, and the show sucked. No, it probably was the most boring thing ever. It, but that's what I podcasts were doing. So I was like, every other podcast yeah. is doing it. Let's do it. Yeah. And we never did it again. No. And, and because it's just not and, entertaining. And I feel like that's just kind of the, the way that you figure out podcasting for you. But I know for me, the reason why I do, especially this show, is because uh, I enjoy listening to podcasts and being a part of podcasts that are really, or, you know, people organically talking about different subjects. Now, this show and the Greg DeMarco show tends to focus on wrestling, but we also go into wildly different directions and lots of random things. Just to give people an how- example. So on this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show, we talked about uh, refrigeration. We talked about the NFL. We talked about we the Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. We talked about Batman. Bat- sort of a little bit. Yes. Um, we talked about things I can't Adam remember Pierce. right now. Adam Pierce. Yeah. That's a wrestling t- point. Yeah. That's a wrestling. Topic. I don't even know like what that I'm going to put really in the, the only wrestling It was. Topic. No, because there were things you, we talked a little bit about. Uh, yeah. Dean uh, Ambrose, you know, John Moxley Dean came Ambrose, up. Miro. Yes. And uh, all the horrible anti WWE. Yes. Great. Muda's uh, going to win the NWA. Title. Have you and still, Pierce. have you found the results yet from the NWA? My sources tell me, Greg. Uh, I can confidently say my sources have told me that uh, Nick Aldis is still the NWA world. I'm your source because I said it during the show. Exactly. I don't understand. Like, what's the big deal? If you're my source, like, you just outed yourself. I did. Congratulations. I did. I'm sorry. Like, the people didn't need to know that. Nice try, though. Eh, whatever. I mean, they, they would have guessed, I'm sure. Uh, real quick, I'm afraid though. I've got some bad news. Okay. I was just going to plug our socials. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Uh, myself, Miranda Morales, I'm the Twitterless heroine. So I'm not on Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag spelled out. Spell out the world hashtag. Uh, I was like, what do you, you mean enjoyed- hashtag spelled out? Then I realized you weren't doing the, you know, like, like. Like when you like when your COVID test came back negative and it was like hashtag no COVID like that's you know but you were actually saying the word hashtag not the symbol so. exactly the no symbol not a symbol hashtag just the word hashtag Miranda remember when it was a pound sign oh God Gray I just feel so old I'm so tired <laughs> like everything about uh, the world yeah it was a pound sign like literally like you know I still use it sometimes when I'm doing video conferencing. Oh, yeah. uh, when I have to enter a pin. Uh, but now the kids these days do not know that. They say, oh, the, the hashtag? No. Yeah, it's, it's not a pound sign pound. anymore. Like you couldn't yeah. – I would probably tell people to hit the hashtag, not hit the pound sign. 
But you know what? I'd rather be the hashtag Miranda instead of the pound sign Miranda. <laughs> yes. Yes, you would. Yeah. I'd, I can I'd sign rather... off on that. If it were still a pound sign, I don't think your nickname ever would have become hashtag Miranda on Twitter, thus becoming what it is now in the name of your podcast and your social media handle. None of that ever would have happened because no. So you know what? I never would have thought to everything use it. happens for a reason. We'll stick with stick with hashtag. Going full circle, yes. And if you want to find Michael, who's Greg, you can find him at uh, Chairshot Greg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Along. With the chair shot, you can follow uh, the chair shot on social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at chair shot media. And of course, you can go to thechairshot.com for your wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Now, Greg, as the kingpin of the chairshot.com, you are, are always working behind the scenes uh, to help the chairshot grow, uh, to add content. Uh, of course, the chairshot radio network. Um, and uh, we have a, a big announcement. You really do as, as the kingpin uh, regarding a new show that is coming to the chairshot. I do, and I'm super excited about it. So I, I announced it earlier, but I want to announce it here as well. And by the time you listen to this, unless things get delayed again, um, you should should be alive on thechairshot.com. But there was a program called Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly, or Women's Wrestling Weekly, depending on when you listen to it. Uh, it's part of AfterBuzz TV that was hosted by TK Trinidad, hosted by Emily Ray, and hosted or Emily May, excuse me, and hosted by Sarah the Rebel, and. With everything going on in the state of California, AfterBuzz is not really letting people in their studio. And so a lot of things there are on hold. So Women's Wrestling Weekly has rebranded as Women's Wrestling Talk. And they're coming home, at least their new home, to thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'm so excited about it. So when uh, when I got a text on, I think it was Friday, maybe Thursday, that was like, hey, what would you think about this? And, and um the person you, you, you associate with this person, uh, they're very long winded. And so it was a very long message. Um, like, Hey, there's this, there's that. How are you doing? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Hey, by the way, what about this? Um, and whereas I would have been like, Hey, what about this? Uh, but it was very much, I was like, yes, let's, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And, uh, when we had that conversation on Saturday, it was just like, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm in like, you know, and she was like, Oh, you know, go back and listen to some of the shows. If you'd like it. I was like, I've listened to the show before. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, but had I not listened to the show before, I would have been like, "Hey, Miranda, what do you think about this?" And she would have been like, "Do it." So it yeah. it, it would have it just made perfect sense. And I'm extremely proud to have such a well respected, well known women's wrestling show, um, self titled, but I, I believe it, the number one women's wrestling podcast on the planet is coming to the chair shot with women's wrestling talk lots of great guests lots of great panelists they bring on and just really really excited that they came to us and and they wanted to be a part of the network as part of their distribution and i'm just really excited to roll that out and get that going on the chair shot we do what we have a lot of great content on the chair shot and if you go back in the history of the chair shot because people change and they come and they go and things happen we've actually featured a ton of women on the chairshot.com and and featured a lot for women's wrestling and it's been very important to me not to say hey we feature women but to just feature everybody to not say that to not bring somebody on because they're a woman but to bring somebody on because they're talented and because they can contribute and because they're different because they're not something that you'll see everywhere else and there's a reason why pull the curtain back just a little bit 
people that get featured on the chair shot tend to get inquiries from other places asking them to come aboard their own places. And it's been happening for years since day one of the chair shot. And, and, yeah. you know, people tend to stick around because we give them the freedom that we give them. We, we help, we work, we do everything we can. And to have this crew coming on board. And of course that leads to more collaboration and, and more crossovers and just a lot of great things. Uh, I'm really excited and really proud that, I'm proud to have the pro show, to have Women's Wrestling Talk as part of the chair shot. But I'm also proud that they wanted to come and they wanted to be a part yes, of the chair shot. Yeah. And to have built something like that and, and to have it be a space that they consider to be welcoming of their product and something that – because they believe in this product fully. I no. mean they are way and behind this product and so a, for them to want to join. It's such a fantastic today. product. And I love how each one of the hosts brings such a different perspective. Um, and, and it is such a focus on women's wrestling from all, you know, sides of professional wrestling where they'll bring in, of course, wrestlers. They, they brought in people with other roles uh, behind the scenes and then themselves. They all have different, um, roles than wrestling. You know, Sarah is, is a professional wrestler. Um, featured uh, with uh, women of wrestling, wow, and all you know, really all over the U.S. Emily, you know, has the experience from in front of the camera, behind the camera, producing role in uh, in the backstage interviewing, and Tiki Trinidad also in a hosting capacity, more on kind of the entertainment side, but as, as a fan of professional wrestling. So you have three women who uh, not only have an appreciation and fandom for wrestling, they all have different backgrounds in it. And it comes together beautifully uh, in their interviews and in their content. So I think it's a huge score for The Chair Shot to have this uh, podcast. A huge congratulations uh, to them, to, to thechairshot.com. I think it's going to be uh, awesome. And I hope it brings you know more people to The Chair Shot because there really is truly a podcast for everyone um, through The Chair Shot Radio Network, really. And there's uh, you know other podcasts that are not wrestling related, too. Uh, with other sports, with uh, video games, with other kinds of fandom. And that's the beautiful thing about this website. And I can attest to it about people that I've met, I've talked to, as soon as they know that I work with thechairshot.com, like a light bulb comes off. And of course, usually the next question is, how's Greg? Or, you know, oh, that's Greg's website. It usually goes to Greg. That's fine. That's, that's, hey. I'm not complaining about that, right? I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg. Yeah. Uh, but well, that happens for a reason. Has... I just want to point that out. That happens for a reason. <laughs> yes. That's all. Does. Just saying. But it's also opened a lot of doors for me to, to work in other projects like uh, Big Gold Belt Media and Central, which are things that I, I love and enjoy. So, uh, again, you know, going back to what you were saying, too, you know, podcasting really is about, you know, having an outlet not only to express your opinions and your thoughts, but also to share that with others and make them feel included. Um, and for me as a, a female fan, you know, I've struggled a lot with finding content that, you know, I feel like is really driven and created by women. Um, and to have a product uh, like a uh, women's wrestling talk, like it just, uh, it's very cool. It's, it's something that um, I'm really looking forward to seeing. And again, it's it's something just as a female fan, I really appreciate having 
uh, content like that, an outlet like that, because it makes me feel a little less alone as being a wrestling fan. And also, again, to see different perspectives and thoughts and opinions as also a female fan is really great because I feel like there's a little bit of a stereotype about, you know, women, female wrestling fans about, you know, what draws us. I've had so many times people are be like, oh, well, you only watch because of the guys, you know, in in their trunks, you know, and it's a kind of antiquated, you know, um, and also too, I mean, we've had this huge rise in women's wrestling and it's taken it to a whole new level. So now that women's wrestling is not viewed as a side act, but it's part of main events. It's a beautiful time to be not only a female wrestling fan, but to be part of women's wrestling, um, to be part of podcasting, just to be a part of, you know, the wrestling community as a whole. So, again, big congratulations. Make sure you stay tuned to thechairshot.com for more information and for uh, hopefully the the first episode coming up uh, soon. Yeah, very excited. I was going to play a self-serving soundbite, but you got so sentimental and heartfelt there. I just couldn't do it. So I couldn't be more thrilled. Yes. Well, also another way that you can support thechairshot.com. Well, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. And there you can find over 25 different teacher designs uh, there. Uh, of course, you can find uh, some of the OG, some of the classic teachers like the OG uh, Share shot worldwide and multiple always use your head t-shirts. Um, of course, you have some really unique t-shirts of Save Tag Team Wrestling. Uh, of course, uh, and of course it's slipping. Baron Corbin sucks. How could I forget? It's been a while, but that's the same. Even if I forget, that doesn't change the fact Baron Corbin it's classic. sucks. Yes, classic. Uh, the Chair Shot Corona t-shirt, the beer, not, not the pandemic uh and of course uh t-shirts supporting uh, multiple uh podcasts uh, including my the queen of soft style t-shirt uh you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to order your very own t-shirt t-shirts start at $19.99 but for a few extra dollars you can upgrade and get a soft style t-shirt and of course you get lots of different colors and lots of different designs uh lots of different t-shirt types really the world is your oyster. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. That's literally the best commercial break we've ever done. Right there. That is literally the best. That yes. Is. Well, of course, because Adam Adam Cole was involved. So, of course, anything that has Adam Cole in it, I'm sure you consider is the best thing ever. I also, I mean, come on. NAV30, IZW Wrestling. NAV30. Get your tickets. And I believe I just agreed to give you a poster to hang up. Yes, yes, yes. No, you did. You did. Okay. So I can hang it up here. I'll find some, you know, way so I can have it there. So every time, every week that we do this between now and November, y'all will see NAV30 poster. Go to IZWWrestling.com to get your tickets for IZW NAV30. Saturday, November 21st. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Sun Studios of Arizona, come on out and celebrate. All your ticket options are available over at NAV30. People listening locally, t-shirt winner will be announced soon. The, the t-shirt promotion is over. Tickets are still available, and tickets are going going fast. So definitely pick that, those yeah. up. Seating is limited. And if you aren't fortunate enough to get a free IZW t-shirt as part of the giveaway, we also have IZW t-shirts available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So you can go and buy your own IZW t-shirt in preparation for Saturday, November 21st. Go figure. The show that Greg promotes and the website that Greg runs, t-shirts are available in the same place. I mean, who would have known? Who would have known? You guys are real lucky. Are you fucking with me? Like, no, I'm not. It really is available in some place. We take care of you. We take care of you. Oh, a clap and point. What? A clap and point. His mind is so blown. Holy cow! That he didn't know that was that's next level. Like literally, like he's just trying to to master the basics. I can't even. I can't even make an attempt this week. Like that. Yeah. It's just like that was some some BMF stuff right there. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Yes. So. Real quick, this idea was brought up last week uh, with my new studio setup uh, to share a little bit of information every week about some of the items oh, we were that are that. displayed. What? I forgot we oh. were doing that. I gotta get Yeah, no, no, no. I just wanted to do a quick quick segue. One one quick item. I'm gonna do the biggest item that you probably see behind me, and you know, every week we'll do something just a little fun. Uh, but you know, earlier we were talking about the NWA and the world's champion and championship. Uh Nick Aldis defended that uh earlier tonight. <laughs> sources sources say he won. Sources say, yeah, my sources tell me. Um, that he he did retain against Mike Bennett. Yeah. Uh, and so because we talked about the world's championship, I wanted to show off my world's championship. This item right here, this lovely uh, plastic belt. I know, I know. I, you guys thought it was probably super real, super legit. Uh, but this is actually, and of course, this mimics more of, the world-class championship. You could kind of see them, the shape. Uh, there's this two-headed eagle here, heavyweight champion, all of that kind of fun stuff. This is actually a belt 
that I uh, received, didn't receive, bought as part of a lucha costume at Goodwill like five years ago. Uh, who had a lucha mask and a title belt and actually went to Las Vegas uh, for a weekend away and it was Halloween weekend. So, you know, I brought extra costumes and items for people to wear. Um, and all that remind me, all that remains is this belt. The lucha mask is somewhere lost, decimated in the streets of Las Vegas. Don't know what happened to it. But I had to keep this belt because uh, one, I don't have. I'm not. I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on a replica belt. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do no. it. No, I don't blame you. Uh, but this beauty here has been with me for quite some time, and I just wanted to display it behind me. Uh, and I, you know, that's just my world championship. So every time you know I look at it, I just remember I'm the champ. Champ. Not the champ champ, or to get you a second belt for that, but the champ. No, that's also true. I'm, again, if anyone would like to give me a belt, hey, uh, I would graciously accept it, but I'm also not going to buy a belt. No, they're not cheap. Trust me. No, no, they're not cheap. But, made, you know, this one, like, again, just this feeling like I was the, the world champion, world-class champion. For, for like, day, just, yeah. just that in and of itself, I kind of thought it was cool. Because you see sometimes, like, super, super cheap belts that don't really look like a, an actual belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, know? yeah. And, yeah, like, it's just like, who the hell made this? Like, it's just, like, patchwork belt. I, I can know. tell you who made it. You it's know? a company called Brigade Belts. And to way too many indie promotions use them. Well, yeah. anyways, that just... Uh, for me, just to have some of that nostalgia with it, with just the, the, the shape and the look a little bit, it, that cool. also, you know, was important to me. I think if it didn't look like an actual, you know, traditional bow, I would. But and also, this is all like pleather. It's stretchy in the back. So, I, you know, I could wear it if I wanted to, but I figured this is just a better. I think so. I think so. So yeah. since I wasn't prepared, I did have this next to me. And you've seen this before. This has been on the show before, but oh, yes. we do have the you can't see me hand. So in 2015, maybe, so also five years ago, um, maybe around the same time, actually, SmackDown was here in town, and I actually got free tickets to go see SmackDown, and myself and a friend went to see SmackDown um, at, you know, uh, downtown Phoenix, sound familiar, but, and I got this, I bought this. At the time, my son, who was 14, was a big John Cena fan. And this sat in his room for a while. And then as he got older and just didn't care about wrestling, this became mine again. And so I I now have – I don't want to give it – I don't want to give it up because it says right there, never give up. So I can't give it up. Never give up. Like that's literally literally, the point. I would be – what have I learned nothing? Like if I gave this up? Has John Cena taught you nothing, Greg? No. Well, I can't see him. So, you know. Can't see him. And, um, and of course, I got this. So he had this in his room for a few years and then didn't want it anymore. So now it is mine and it is part of the stuff that I have over here. And, yeah, so that's my item of the week. I would I would get the old, old Navy item of the week commercial soundbite, but then YouTube would probably hate that. So I Yeah, I'd probably that. hate that. So, yes. Maybe, well, I'll, okay, that's- maybe I'll get Patrick to sing the item of the week song that you that, that old Navy used to do. The item of the week, item of the week. There's a new item every week. If I get him to sing that, and I'll put some generic <laughs> that music That would be under everything. It. Oh, my God. 
He'll do it. I'll get him to do it. He'll do it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll, we'll also, ask him next you week. Trick him, you have to trick him by saying you're going to do that Triple H podcast. And by the way, I need but to first, I need to record this soundbite. Oh, looks like we're out of time. <laughs> we're going to do the Triple H sound. We're going to do the Triple H podcast. I'm, I'm telling you. I believe you. You know, I know it's incredibly uh, busy time for, bit, for yeah. you. I go for pick a yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of us, uh, especially myself, you, and, and Patrick, actually all work in education. So the fall is a fairly busy time frame for our line of work. It really so, is, and it's yes. just—I mean, it never stops. Yes. Never so speaking of world champions, uh, I wanted to. What's world champion? Yes. I was going to say he has been world champion. He has been, yes, yes. Not not currently is, but has been. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Mysterio family. Um, Ray Mysterio and a wife Angie, son Dominic, and uh, recently being introduced to daughter Alicia. Um, so, Aaliyah? This is, Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Aaliyah. 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 No, I, got, I knew it was an A. You got that much right. Yes, okay. <laughs> It was Aaliyah. Okay. Is it? Okay. So, of course, Ray, Angie, Dominic, and Aaliyah. And this whole storyline has been going on for months throughout the entire summer. It's been a huge part of Monday Night Raw, uh, a huge part of several pay-per-views. And just when we think that the story has kind of ended, it continues to evolve. And one of the biggest points of evolution for this has been the inclusion of the full Mysterio family. Um, this really started, uh, well, I mean, we can kind of actually say it actually started really last I mean, well, even further back, if you want to go way back into the time machine, Dominic's first time on WWE television was, what, 2005? I'm trying to remember. I mean, yeah, long, I think so. Long ago, uh, with the storyline of Dominic's fraternity between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, uh, which culminated uh, at SummerSlam in a ladder match for. I don't want to say possession, but like for it was for basically Dominic. the latter match determined who was Dominic's dad. Yes. <laughs> it was 2005, by the way, because the latter match was SummerSlam yes. 2005. Yeah, but it was literally was like saying. whoever won the latter match was Dominic's dad. Like yes. biology didn't matter. It's just whoever won the latter match. Hey, and you know, a small little kid like us, he just seemed so small, so like. Being in front of crowds that big and everything, like, it's just, it was a crazy storyline, but it was one that, you know, we were still talking about for years and years. And then just recently over the past year, Dominic reemerged, um, originally through a storyline between Ray and Brock Lesnar, um, with Brock attacking Dominic um, and Ray and Brock Lesnar having a match, Dominic helping out, but unfortunately, Ray still losing. And that ultimately also brought in uh, one King Velasquez into the picture and set up King Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. We lost Dominic for a you know small amount of time up until this summer when he became more involved with his dad after his dad had really a close encounter, close call with uh, Seth Rollins. Um, 
Dominic started to step in on behalf of his father and behalf of his family. And at that time, it didn't really identify more too that Dominic had been training to go into the family business, the professional wrestling. And Seth also started to make it very personal, attacking um, not only verbally, but physically uh, Ray's family. And, you know, Dominic got kind of caught in all of that. Um, you know, the Monday Night Messiah and the Mysterio family, um, that that connection continued to grow over several months as Dominic really stepped up on behalf of his dad um, and Ray doing his best to protect, protect him. But ultimately also realizing that Dominic was an adult um, and uh, that this was a path that he wanted to pursue. Um, and I mean, we, we had uh, Ray Mysterio lose an eye uh, at uh, the horror show and Dominic with a really solid performance uh, at SummerSlam. So uh, at SummerSlam though as well, uh, Angie, uh, Ray's wife and Dominic's mom was there um, observing the match and, you know, kind of got involved. She ended up coming out um, to watch or, you know, not really quite sure because on there, Ray was doing a lot more of the talking to Angie. The idea was that probably Angie came out to tell Ray to stop it, to help Dominic um, because he was and, you know, for the purposes of, of WWE and his first professional wrestling match against Seth Rollins, one of the most established wrestlers in the entire world. Um, so, you know, Dominic was really you know, had a, a lot on his plate. You know, Angie probably was out there to uh, try and talk Ray into helping Dominic, but it didn't come across that way. But it did open the door for Angie's presence. Uh, and then also a few weeks back, Aaliyah started to come into the fold to support her family. And now we have the whole Mysterio family on Monday Night Raw. Greg, let me real quick. So what is your, your thoughts about the whole family coming together or being featured as part of this storyline? So I've got two different responses, the short one and the long run. So here's the short one. Why TF not? I mean, seriously, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> like, why the hell not? But I, I love it. I think it's great. I, I'm really happy about it. I want to see it continue. Dominic Mysterio has taken to this like a fish takes to water. I mean, mm -hmm. did you know Ray Mysterio, when he wrestled Eddie Guerrero in the infamous Halloween Havoc match, was younger then than Dominic is now? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. To, to think about how young Rey Mysterio did this, but it's, it, it, you know, Dominic is, I mean, he's better than like half the roster and he just started, um, you know, wait till he actually figures out what he's doing and, and starts to look like a wrestler. Like it's going to be a Dominic's a star and, and yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Have a fantastic career ahead of him if he wants it. Um, and it just works like Rey Mysterio. Like we've watched this family grow, through the world of professional wrestling, at least in little snippets. And so to see them come back, you know, and of course everybody thinks, okay, Dominic grew up to be Miro on AEW because of the blonde hair, whatever, that's stupid. But it's, it's kind of funny. Funny, <laughs> yes, for a second, but you know, like everything else on Twitter. No, of course not. No, but I mean, it's, no. you know, but, but I mean, it's, it's just, I, I really do love it. And there's one reason that I don't want to go into just yet. It, it's, it's what I teased you about or the teaser I sent you via text, but I think this is fantastic. I I love that Rey Mysterio is is still rev relevant the way he is in WWE, and um, 
I, I love the involvement. I mean, Seth Rollins, you know, we've talked so long about how Seth Rollins needed to be a heel, and here we are proving us right once again, as WWE and AEW and whatever company always tends to do. But it's in the involvement of Buddy Murphy, which I know you're going to get into. Like, he's such a talented performer. And, and if we get something we can sink our teeth into with him, I think that could skyrocket him. Like, there's just so much good involved in this. And even if none of that good happened, it's just fun. It really is just fun. You know, when the whole family was kendo sticking people, like, come No, on. you took it from me, man. I wanted to say, man, the family that beats together stays together. Like, yeah. oh, come on. Literally, they were all beating Buddy Murphy with kendo sticks. Yeah, I mean, okay, the, the ones from Angie probably didn't hurt, like, but still, <laughs> I mean. Still, like, having three, at least, like, two, if not three of those people, like. Two and a half? Yeah, like, like it's. Yeah. Ama- not, like, I just loved that's it. Crazy. I just it's I seriously like I, I look maybe it's stupid. Okay, I'll, maybe it's dumb. I really enjoy it. I really do. Well, you you know it's it's when bringing in family into wrestling angles, it can go in a lot of different directions. You know, we've seen uh, that used a lot. It's used as ploys to you know help uh, either help you know achieve lots of villainous acts to help get into the mind of, you know, the, the heroes or the good guys, you know, however we want to frame it under this context. Um, I know that that's part of next week, that's part of next week. But, um, you know, it's just, and there's some that of course have a family history in wrestling that is then capitalized um, to help tell the story. And we have a little bit of both in this. You have this one storyline of Dominic following in his father's footsteps in pro wrestling and then also the culture of Lucha Libre, which that is incredibly important, that family, that lineage. Um, and even that's when, you know, the ode to his father in his outfit, in his match. And there was even rumors at one time that he was going to go by Prince Mysterio. Um, and even the name, that's, that's such a huge uh, honor in, in Lucha Libre culture, and it is very family focused and family oriented. So it absolutely makes sense in that aspect. And then you have the addition of Aaliyah and Angie in this, where they're not really a part of it, but now they're there to help support Dominic, to help support Bray. And we're starting to see them get more involved in story. And, you know, could it could it be could it be working a little better? Yeah, absolutely. I do find like there there's a lack of expression in it that, that they have sometimes that makes me feel like, and of course they're not professional actors, you know, this is, this is something that they're doing um, as, as, you know, something as a family, but, you know, ultimately too, at the same time, this is, you know, it's entertainment. It's, it, there's levels of acting that should be happening that I don't quite, and I think everyone's still trying to figure that out, but Ultimately, this tug of war between Ray and Seth Rollins has continued to grow and hasn't staled because, you know, the evolution that this program, this rivalry has taken, it has not been one dimension. And they've been able to stretch this out. And like you said, why not? We're in a time frame, too, where we don't have an audience there. And that's kind of a beautiful freedom to have because a lot of times when a story isn't successful um, or things are not clicking with the fans, they automatically just shut it down. And in a live environment, it's quickly met by silence or boots. And whether we want to admit it or not, that's probably had some influence on how 
stories continue to roll based on audience uh, feedback in a live setting. And we don't have that. So WWE is able to play the long game and really continue and work on stretching and developing stories more through time. Now, I talked about this 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 uh, story growing with the addition of Andy and Aline. I really wanted to talk about this because this is more of a recent development from this Monday. And I'm still flipping flopping on how I feel about it. So, and some of this has been more speculated by people on social media. Also, though, the visual from, you know, Monday is a little hard to deny. So, Seth Rollins and Dominic were in a cage match. Um, and in that match, Seth won, uh, beating Dominic and also at the end, beating Buddy Murphy. I mean, we've seen that this actually uh, for weeks where Seth was really abusing um, Buddy Murphy, his only disciple left. And he took out a lot of his frustration on Buddy Murphy. Um, Angie and Aaliyah uh, were on the outside uh, of the steel cage. And Dominic and, and Ray were inside. Um, and so once the match was over, Seth approached Angie and Aaliyah. Very kind of, you know, still uh, a, a little menacing. Um, and hoping that Aaliyah turns out better than Dominic. So very intentionally pointing out Aaliyah. And also uh, when they were going into the ring, the cameras really wanted to make a note that Aaliyah went to Buddy Murphy to check on him. And so that leaves this big question of why. Why was that a point that they wanted to show? Why did she do that? And there's a, you know, a a healthy population thinking they're going romance angle, they're going, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet, or I would like to call it uh, West Side Story. Let's be honest. That's really what this is. And at first I, you know, was for it because I I think romance angles in wrestling, they have a place. They can be successful. Do the majority of them not work out great? Most of them are terrible. But the ones that are really good are really good. And this has a lot of layers in it, but it can actually be very interesting. What I mean, and you can go so many angles with it. But you also have to look at it from more of a realistic side where, you know, there there is a very big age difference. There's, you know, we live in a, a different time in wrestling and entertainment where romance angles can't work the way that they did five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, this isn't Triple H drugging Stephanie McMahon into marrying him and then they ultimately fall in love. Like, I feel like romance angles now have to be treated a lot more i don't want to say delicate but they have to be paid extra attention because uh it is important that and you know some people say well wrestling it's entertainment yes but one thing about wrestling that's different than other tv shows and movies is that it intentionally blurs the line between reality and entertainment it intentionally does that that's part of the mission of of wrestling is to blur that line to make fans not always sure about what they're watching is real or not. And so I feel like any any company approaching a relationship angle has to be mindful of how they do that, how it's projected, the people they, they use. And so as far as the storyline angle, storyline-wise, I think it has a lot of great potential. So much chaos and turmoil that could happen. Very much it could be a Tony and Maria situation. Um but again, it, it it is super super tricky. 
It is, but it isn't. Like, okay, I disagree. I don't think WWE blurs the lines. I think people watching WWE blur the lines. They're pretty overt about the fact this is a TV show. That this is weekly episodic television. They call it weekly episodic television on air all the time. Like, I think, you know, 19-year-old Aaliyah and 31-year-old Buddy Murphy, it, yeah, it's 12 years difference, and, and I think people are going to be okay with it. I, I think, you know, because then you've got, you know, Buddy Murphy is more aligned with the Mysterio family, but Ray might not be approving of it, and then there's mm-hmm. issues there. Like, you got like a whole other year of storytelling you can do yeah, with I, Seth I, Rollins and Ray be, Mysterio. I think it would be such a good angle like this could be an actual romance angle with umph to it that could be successful because you know, it's not and, and, something stupid like you know all the times like the whole lana and bobby lashley thing like that and it itself was such a or angel garza thing. and the chick from the bachelor or bachelorette which makes i don't know no what sense. she's still doing there Neither does she. Like that's the thing. And here's the other part. Just last year, they made a huge deal out of him getting engaged in the ring in NXT, and now we're supposed to forget that ever happened. And And he continues to flirt with. mm, Right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Charlie. You know what, Charlie, girl, you do not deserve that. You deserve so much better. But it's again, it's a TV show, and that's what they're telling everybody. It's a TV show, and this is a TV show angle. But I don't, it's so weird because the moment it started and the Mysterio family got involved, like, I, I, I loved it. I just did. I was just like, this is, I can't find anything wrong with it. I just can't. Like, it so fits the time, the type of TV we're putting on, what the WWE's constraints are, where Mysterio is in his career. Like, it all just works. It really does. It really does. And this is a great platform for Dominic. Like, I think it was always going to be a challenge for him to be introduced as a professional wrestler Mm -hmm. and to be able to, to launch his career through a family angle is, is great. And ultimately, like I said, it goes, it's literally been going on for 15 years. If you think about it. (laughs) And even that, like there was so much poetic justice in that SummerSlam match. Like I could, handle it i really couldn't so much into it like i just uh so but and and it's and that's the beauty of it when things come together like that in ways that you don't expect or things that were seeds that were planted 15 years ago that in 2020 you would have never expected so you know i i i I have to agree for the most part again there's things about it and this is just being more nitpicky i think Mm -hmm. overall the core of it it is yeah. probably one of the best utilizations of a family in a storyline that I've seen WWE do in a long, long time. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, and I think, again, that's a big testament to uh, the family being willing to do this and the environment that they're in. They're able to do a lot more trial and error and a lot more uh, of stretching out stories because they just have that platform of doing it. And again, too, it's kind of the perfect catalyst with Seth. You know, I mean, his persona as this Monday Night Messiah working on trying to transform and convert people into his ways and really just laser focus on this family uh, to and, and driving everything that he's doing into almost breaking up this family. And and a lot of it, we thought, you know, maybe Dominic would turn. Um, but there would even be an interesting side if it was Aaliyah that turned. Yep. Um, I mean, there's there's so many things why not? That we could do with like it. I said, why TF not? Why not? Why, why not, not turn Aaliyah? Really, 
Seriously. Why not? That could be part of this story. And maybe that's where, the, you know, there's, there's this idea and concept that love saves people. Love saves people and transforms them into better people. But let's be honest. Does that really? Not always. Does it, no. Could it transform people into worse people? Of course. Love makes you blind. And, and and it definitely can cause people to do things that they may regret later. And it's just a lot of, of bad things that can happen. Um, especially when it's wrestling and especially when it's a storyline because you got to tell a story and, and you got to tell that story long term because we don't know when we're going back to the arenas and we're going back to having fans. And I, I mean, it's like what I talked about during, during the Greg DeMarco show, you know, my company decided not to renew its lease. Like maybe WWE is like, we're more profitable this way. We're just going to keep doing it this way. Who knows? I doubt it, but yeah, I definitely think we'll see a reduction in schedule and, and just a lot of, of things that'll change. Um, which if they tour less frequently, people are going to want to go more often because it's not oversaturated. Um, you you mentioned though, you had a a specific point that you wanted to share about this. I want to give you the opportunity. I I don't know what the point is. Nope. nope, uh, Hashtag pound sign, save it for the podcast, but here on the hashtag Dave show, but no. So what popped into my head was I really thought about, Ray, Ray Mysterio himself, not just the family, but Ray himself. And if you think about Ray, honestly think about Ray Mysterio. Okay. Take out what he is to the world of Lucha Libre. All right. Cause his name means king and he's literally a king in Lucha Libre. Like he just is. Yeah. He's a, he's a legend. He's a demigod, whatever you want to call him, right? Not the demo god. We're not talking about the stupid shit, but it's, it's Ray and, and Ray's a legend. But in, ter- but in the eyes of the American fan, the eyes of the WWE fan, which let's be honest, globally, that is the top fan base. That is the most money-making yeah. fan base. That's why people come here to to perform. That's why people like Shinsuke Nagamura wanted to you know apply their craft here. Ray is not a top-tier guy in terms of history in wrestling. He's not, you know, the Mount Rushmore. If you Mount Rushmore of Lucha Libre, hell yes. But Mount Rushmore of wrestling, no. No, he's like some people wouldn't even have him in their top 25 all time. They should probably, but they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. He's, but he's entrenched in wrestling history. He won a Royal rumble. He won a world title at WrestleMania, but he was also like an afterthought. Sometimes in 2011, CM Punk beat John Cena at money in the bank and then walked out of the building and WWE held an eight person tournament to crown a new champion. And the finalists were Ray Mysterio and the Miz. Ray Mysterio beat the Miz to open up an edition of Monday Night Raw to win that championship. The reasons why it opened Monday Night Raw and didn't because the match got halted by Triple H the week before because something was going on backstage. Like that's how little this meant. But Ray opens the show by beating the Miz for the title, agrees to defend the belt against John Cena in the main event of that episode of Raw. Cena wins making Ray a champion for like two hours at most, maybe two and a half hours of rope. CM Punk comes out. No one even remembers that Ray Mysterio held the WWE championship that day. Like that's kind of emblematic of Ray's career in some ways. And if you think about some of the other things he's done, all right, do people even remember that he wrestled a match at all out or all in? Probably not. Okay. Lucha underground. He wasn't even a top 10 performer in terms of importance on the storylines of that show. When all was said and done arrow Lucha. Does anybody even remember that he founded a wrestling promotion called arrow Lucha? We don't know, but I feel like this is the perfect way to transition Ray to the end of his career. Like this is to me giving him a spotlight that he would love. Cause he loves his family. He's a huge family man. 
and it puts it's gonna it's gonna paint his family in a positive light in the end. No matter what happens, if Aaliyah becomes part of the disciples and, and turns heel or whatever, you know in the end it's gonna be a Mysterio family Christmas and it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna love it and, and it's just gonna be full of joy and and Dominic going off and becoming a, a big time superstar, which he can do. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like we're not pushing somebody who doesn't deserve it here. Like Dominic is proving no, that he I, will yes. be a, a big star. But to me, it's like I feel like, and, and this could be bad because people are like, oh, it's a stupid family angle in wrestling, but I love it. I feel like Ray deserves it. I feel like Ray deserves this spotlight for his career because this can be a top five storyline in his career. And he deserves one more big, important storyline, in my opinion, because he's been a part of a few big, important storylines, but a ton of smaller, less important storylines that just aren't memorable. I mean, honestly, Rey Mysterio's wrestling career, outside of his importance to Lucha Libre, is probably on par with, like, Sheamus, if you really think about it. And this could put him above that. This could put him into, like, tier three all-time instead of tier four all-time. And I'm not trying to knock Rey Mysterio. I'm trying to be realistic about what his career was. But to me, I love it, and I think he deserves it. And I want this... I want people to be open to it because I really think Ray's got a lot to do with it. And I just really love the, that he's at this forefront. Yeah. And also when you think about what it could mean for Dominic and really being able to transition that, that legacy or transition, even his role, his placement within WWE and to help the help Dominic with, with that. I think it's, you know, I mean, what better way to do it? Because ultimately, Dominic is always going to be compared, associated, connected to his father, to his family. It's always yeah. going to be there. So why not start that off? I mean, eventually, we're going to see him grow and develop into his own wrestler. Um, but now, I mean, th- there's really no better way to introduce him because it was already going to happen. Um, and he could fight every way, just like we see, I mean, in some ways with Charlotte. Charlotte fought being associated with her father for many years and only went by her, her first name um, and, and really didn't play on her father's legacy. Um, but when she started to do that, we started to see better things from Charlotte, just more Especially of a personality. When she turned on him was when yeah. she really started to bloom. Like, cause Charlotte's a better, you know, bad guy, better heel personality trait. Um, I'm calling back to the Greg DeMarco show topic that never happened, but better (laughs) personality trait in Charlotte. And and you're right. Like Dominic Mysterio can be hindered by his last name or helped by his last name. And the way I see it is that you can either be Curtis Axel or you can be Cody Rhodes or you can be Randy Orton. All right. You either never amount to what your dad was or your parents were. You can equal what your parents were or you can far surpass what your parents were. If he can be Cody Rhodes, I'll put, I go back. He's already Cody Rhodes in terms of mm-hmm. how people are going to perceive him. Now, if he bombs over the next few years, okay, he's Curtis Axel. But to me, I think he's on pace to at least to be Cody Rhodes. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But. Could he beat Randy Orton? I don't know because Rey Mysterio, I talked about Rey Mysterio going from the third tier, fourth tier all time, third tier all time. Well, Bob Orton's probably like tier seven or eight. So, you know, he wore a cast for like 20 years and and that was a big thing. And Randy Orton's like tier one, tier two, let's be honest. But Dominic is already there. He's already 
at the level of a Cody Rhodes in terms of being compared to his dad. And that's just fantastic. Is that, is that, is that, was that, is that Sadie or is that Mickey? Which one? This is Sadie. Sadie again. Yes. Speaking of family, this is, I couldn't help it. Somebody loves the camera. Somebody loves the camera. Oh yeah. You love the camera. So, so Sadie question for you. Um, first of all is, is, um, so do you think that Dominic Mysterio will become, it's like I'm speaking a different language and you're translating this to dog. Dominic Mysterio will be Curtis Axel, Cody Rhodes, or Randy Orton. Bark, bark once. (laughs) <laughs> for, for Randy where, Orton. See my hand. Where, where, where do you, where do you see Dominic Mysterio going? As Curtis Axel, Curtis Cody Axel, Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, or Randy Orton. Randy Orton. I, I, he Lick. actually thinks Randy Orton. I feel like the licks are, are the licks are for Randy Orton. Um, I mean, Randy Orton. Sadie says so. Why TF not? Says, yeah. That's no. I, I no. I I told him. I told him. She yeah, said. I heard. I'm right here. There you go. That's me. I'm right. <laughs> I feel like the dog looked directly at me for a second there. And no, she, she, yeah, she did. She did. She's pretty, she's pretty smart sometimes, oh, yeah. you know. Of course she is. She's a dog. Yes. But, uh, do this. Okay. Uh, but no, it's very, very, very good, very good points. Um, and are you sleepy? Those boring you? Am I boring to you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Had you done this, you probably would have made me interview your dog anyway. So it worked out. <laughs> I know. No, we're we're saving that for later. We're saving that for a later episode. She had to run. She had some things she had to do. Um, she was just saying, like, I'm stopping by. She literally left. Sadie has left the conversation. Yes, goodbye, Sadie. Um, it was nice having you on the show. And uh, yes, yeah, thank you. Come such, back soon. Such good dog. This is such good shit. Uh yes, but you know, and and this this could again the callus, you know, and we don't know. We don't know really what the direction will be through the rest of the story. And even after, because ultimately, too, it's what what happens for us to keep the attention uh, on Dominic after this? Because once Ray leaves the the picture, you know, how engaged are we going to be with Dominic? And this could help set us up for for more or to learn more about Dominic as an individual, as a character. I think that's something that is going to take a lot of time, but uh, having the family dynamic could be a way, especially if they're really looking at, you know, utilizing him in more of a, a face role, you know, there's nothing more honorable than defending your family. And if we get to that next level where someone's messing with the sister, oh, hell no. Even even in the elements, you know, when, when Shane and Stephanie, when Shane was dealing with Stephanie dating and marrying Tess, at that time, Shane was a heel, but there was elements of him that yeah. were fairly sympathetic because it's a big brother yeah. watching over his younger sister. And that's a tale as old as time. You know, I, I I have given my younger sisters, you know, significant others a hell of a time uh, because that's just what you do uh, mm-hmm. when you have a younger sibling. So there's elements there that you are drawn to. Uh, to Dominic as a son, as a brother. Um, and so they're, I think they're laying some really good foundation here. Um, and I think, you know, I don't think it's really stupid. When I look back at stupid storylines like Hulk Hogan and Randy Orton and that whole family dynamic, really, really stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I know there's, there's others. That was just the first one that, that came to mind. I mean, there's others that are obviously stupid. If you are going to compare mm-hmm. stories, this one I don't view no. as stupid. Has potential. It really has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. It really does. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
you know, have some fun here real quick. Because two things that I want to know about Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And we'll go percentage chance, okay? Okay. Just, just for the heck of it. Percentage chance that Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio are tag team champions in WWE. Oh, I know you were going to go into that direction. Oh, man. Raw tag team champions? Probably. <laughs> Whichever. Whichever brand. I, at some I point, just yeah. feel like the Raw tag team titles are a lot more fast moves. Yeah, they have been. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to, I'll probably go a little bit over 50. I'm going to say 54. Yeah, 54. I don't have Excel open, so it's not going to calculate out. I, honestly, I'm like 82% chance. I think, yeah. because I think Ray wants it. I think Ray would love to be yeah. tag team champions with his son. Um, oh, and and I think that, that he would. That's literally a dream. That's, um, I mean, I think there's brothers, you know, fathers and sons that like dream about that. Percentage chance that Buddy Murphy is somehow gone from Raw because everybody who's involved with Seth Rollins lately ends up being gone at some point because Austin Theory's down getting squashed in NXT. Aikam and Razar have been released from the company. And now you got Buddy Murphy who just got beat up by, is it like, is he going to end up going to SmackDown? Is he going back to 205 Live? Is he going back to NXT? Like, percentage chance that Buddy Murphy ends up off of Raw. Because he's the last, last punching bag, literally. So I mean I feel like he, they have some mileage of with him uh, still left as as the punching bag of Monday Night Raw. So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna keep it still fairly low for now. Uh, I'm gonna say forty three percent. I'm gonna go and and this is what I would chastise people for because I just it could really go either way. So I'm gonna do it fifty percent chance that Buddy Murphy ends up whatever. Okay, last one, and this is really. I don't want to say deep, but you're talking about career longevity or career development or whatever. So percentage chance that Dominic Mysterio goes down in history as at least a one-time NXT champion. Oh, NXT, I don't know. Because I feel like he's not going to go back. I think he's going to stay on Raw and SmackDown for for a while. Like, I don't, I don't foresee him. I think it would be smart for him to go to NXT. I think it would actually be great for his career on a, on a technical level to really hone and develop his craft and have some great wrestling matches. Cause that's one thing you're really not going to get on raw or SmackDown. Um, unless it's like very niche or like, you're just not going to get a lot of long, great matches and, and the technical ability is going, it's going to be solid, but it's not going to be, you know, super memorable. Um, But I don't think, I feel like once you hit, you know, very rarely are people seemingly moving back to NXT. So I'm going to Funny how you say that when Finn Balor's the NXT champion and Brizongo are the NXT tag team champions. Rarely. Those are, those are the exceptions to the rule. Or is that the new NXT? I'm going to, I'm going to It's a whole different topic. I don't know. It's hard. I'm, I'm going to keep that pretty long and even go lower. I'm going to say uh, 30, I'm going to say 38%. I, I, you know, it, he's 23 years old, I think 23. And it's, it's, it's got a long career ahead of him. Say Ray is done in, you know, two years, then he's 25. It, Dominic could get overexposed this early in his career. I think NXT could be an option. So I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say 47% chance that Dominic Mysterio goes down as at least a one time. NXT champion um, in his career. So that's it. I, little, little odds there on the side just because some things popped into my head and I've been doing dumb shit all day. So, yeah. Yes. No, 
Well, those are our thoughts on the Mysterio family and their presence on Monday Night Raw and the possible careers of uh, Dominic Mysterio and ultimately uh, the legacy of Bray Mysterio. So let us know your thoughts. Feel free to leave your comments. Reach out to us on social media. Uh, And, well, the next thing we got to do is we got to pay some bills. Yeah, we do. So I got to go find the bills. So there we go. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Yeah, I got two. You got two items this week with Minifin. Yeah. Minifin can still be used later, though. Yes, Minifin. I mean, we've talked about it before. Actually, I think I talked about it on the show. It was, like it was one of my early episodes because so. he was the Dollar Tree find. Don't so. say too much. Hashtag save it for another podcast. Well, Hashtag save it for another episode. It's already been on a podcast. Doesn't like, matter. The Adam Pierce story like four times. The Adam Pierce it's story. It's relevant every time. Times. And it's relevant every time. <laughs> it's not relevant every time. Sure it is. So real quick, yes. uh, the equivalent to a three-minute warning, which could be a 30-minute conversation. Hopefully not. But I hope not. Oh, hopefully not, because I got things to do. Uh, Me too. So we also saw on Monday Night Raw a new possible challenger for Asuka. So uh, she... And again, that's a whole other conversation regarding the the end of the match between Asuka and Mickey James. But after her match with Mickey James, uh, Asuka was approached by Zelina Vega, who came into the ring and slapped Asuka. Now, this is something I think a lot of fans were very surprised because we have not seen Zelina in a wrestling capacity um, throughout her career uh, in the WWE really been more in a managerial role she's had some spots here and there most recently she was um she teamed up with the iconics prior to their their breakup um and uh, other uh, matches here and there with bianca belair um and against bianca belair um so it does feel like it came out of left field to uh have oscar or to have zelina vega challenge oscar and again we don't know yet but this you don't slap someone in the face and, and not want to challenge them. So, you know, I do think that Zelina has done wonders in her role as a manager, but we've also started to see the breakdown of the tag team uh, of Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, and it still seems like her alliance with Andrade is still strong, but ultimately it seems like, girl, it's time to focus on herself. You know, I'd say treat yourself all the time. And apparently Zelina Vega's, uh, her version of treating herself is to go after the Raw Women's Championship. But I'm curious, you know, 
how is this going to be set up? Zelina's not necessarily known for her, her wrestling uh, ability. Not to say that she doesn't have it. She absolutely does. But it's just something that we don't see very often against Asuka, who is notably one of the best uh, wrestlers, you know, really in the entire company. Um, and so is I guess what I'm trying to say is that is this going to be something that could Ultimately, I'm not worried about Zelina because actually I feel like this is going to help her way more than it's going to help Asuka. Is this really going to hurt Asuka uh, going into this upcoming program with Zelina? No, no, it's not going to hurt Asuka at all. Zelina is very entertaining. Zelina's fantastic in her role. We know Zelina can't hang with Asuka. We know Zelina's not ready for Asuka. That's part of the story, though. Like, everybody watching that would think that Zelina's not ready for Asuka, which makes it even better if she wins, whether it be a fluke roll-up or whether it be interference and that maybe even Zelina's challenging of Asuka is what brings her team kind of back together. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, th- there could be some of that. You know, she could win through nefarious means, then Asuka wins it back. Um, there, there's a lot of possibility there. Asuka is one of the best wrestlers, male or female, doesn't matter anymore, just one of the best wrestlers in the world. And... She is fully capable of getting a good to great match out of Zelina Vega. Yeah. Zelina Vega, not known for her in-ring acumen, doesn't need it. But to me, this is more of a character advancement, a character development for Zelina than it is anything else. Um, and I love it. I think it's great. And again, it's what we talked about earlier, and it keeps coming up, and it's where we're at right now. Why the fuck not? Like, seriously. Yeah, it really why does. Not? And, that's, and that's the thing, too. I think that there's things that Zelina can do in a program with Asuka where she can really carry that promo-wise um, and story-wise in ways that I think Asuka, like she can carry what she does in the ring, Zelina will be able to, to draw eyes to it. Now, it's you know, very different than what we've seen um, Asuka face with. Um, I mean, she's had challenges from uh, Naya and you know, more, more recently, Mickey James. Um, and so, again, each of those programs have different dynamics to it, which, of course, you know, uh, Asuka um, has, has been able to face. With, with Naya, was more of a size uh, difference in the strength of, of Naya. And, of course, with Mickey James, it was, you know, really her, her level of skill, her um being really a, a legend within the women's division. Yeah. I think what Zelina will bring to this is just someone who is straight up nasty, someone straight up who is maniacal, someone who is straight up. And maybe if that plays into the psychology too, that's one thing we haven't seen. And I think it would be interesting if we actually see someone who breaks more into the psyche of Oscar. Um, and I mean, she is truly a yeah. warrior. I mean, she is, I think both physically and mentally unbreakable. But I think eventually you do have to start seeing where the cracks in the shield are. Mm-hmm. And I think you're you're right about, you know, where Andrade and Angel could come into play, whether it is a fluke win or a roll-up or something. Just something where if if Asuka kind of second-guesses herself for one second, that's distracted. where Zelina yeah, could, could come in because she's that smart. 
you know, and and hopefully they present this in a way that shows that this is something that Asuka hasn't faced before with someone who is, again, maybe not necessarily as menacing in the ring as her, but psychology-wise is someone that you cannot let your guard down, but she will pounce at you. She will take any opportunity. And that's what I love about Selena. I truly enjoy that about her character. I think it is it works perfectly, um, but not in a way where it is uh it's it's viewed more as like a power move like everything mm-hmm. since her since moment one of, of Zelina's presence in you know in WWE even in NXT it was always presented as a business sense um not as just about not a valet it's always someone who was the brains behind the brawn so if we can translate that uh, from you know her in a management role to her in in ring she can be super dangerous she can. And a couple things on this for me. First of all, I said, you know, Zelina's obviously not ready for Asuka. Maybe Asuka's not ready for Zelina when you talk oh. about the mental part of it, right? Oh. Maybe. And we'll maybe we'll find that out. I think long term, this is going to do wonders for Zelina. Yeah. Is it a bridge to eventually get to Asuka and Shayna Baszler? Probably. But yeah. it's a good bridge, in my opinion. I mean, who else yeah, is there? I don't, you know? I don't mind it. And it's a good utilization of, you know, what they have right now on, on the women's roster. Because- and Zelina's got momentum. Yeah, she's had it for a while. Like she's been one of the shining stars of this pandemic era WWE. Mm-hmm. It's brought up something that I, I thought of earlier with the whole you know Mysterio family drama, um, and now with Zelina, and it's something that I I don't think people have noticed, and and I think that you know so maybe we're we're, we're, we're cracking something new here. Notice how none of these things have gotten out before they've happened. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't known about any of this stuff. Yeah. Before it's taken place. Like, we wouldn't have known Keith Lee was going to Raw if they didn't advertise it. Like, none of this stuff is getting leaked. And, you know, connecting the dots is a dangerous thing to do. But everybody who they've released from the company, by and large, has gone on someone else's TV show and run down the company. But since they've been released, no new stuff is getting leaked out of the company. So... Maybe one could put two and two together and think, who were the ones leaking information out? You know, maybe when WWE decided to make their releases, that had something to do with how they made their decisions. Who is hurting the company by talking crap to outside sources? And because you notice a lot of people get released, they immediately go on websites and do interviews with people who are news, news people. And, and, and they, it's just, you know, I've joked about, you know, Carl Anderson before I've joked about the revival and, and, and the connections they have with some people outside, you know, Rusev, you know, how he, he's out there and he's complaining about the use of his wife, but also, you know, nothing's getting leaked mm-hmm. anymore. We look at some of the agents that got released. A lot of those agents were big podcast people before they became agents. Nothing's getting leaked anymore. Just, just going to throw that out there. Just throw it out there. Food for thought. Thought for food. Uh, we can't, yeah, can't use the X-Files. No, no, but I, I mean, there's some other things that I can use if I can, if I can find them. Where the hell is it? Is it not on your show? It's not in your shows, the sound bites? Why not? Why not? Dumb. Why not? Just, just gonna throw those things out there. Just just think about it. Just think about it for a second. Just think about it. Well, 
Let us know your thoughts on Zelina Vega possibly challenging Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. And just your thoughts on this week's episode. If you are listening to this episode through Spotify, Podbase, Speaker, I actually don't know, iHeartRadio. I'm not sure where this is. iTunes. This is iTunes. The biggest one in the world. Damn it. Then you could subscribe, uh, rate, and review this show along with other shows on the Chairshot Radio Network, which is part of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Still was not the actual finger that pressed the button. No, it wasn't, though. And uh, if you are listening to this, you may be missing out on some of our shenanigans on the visual show, including me featuring one of my dogs, Sadie, earlier. So That's on the audio version, on too. just doesn't make as much sense. No, it just doesn't make much sense. Because also, Sadie didn't say anything. You spoke for her. It worked. I spoke for her, yes. I'm her advocate. I just... Uh, <laughs> now I wish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll get there, don't worry. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I serve as the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal champion. Dave, it's me, Dave. Heyman and Dave would have been great. Okay, I'm okay. Yes, yes, we're done. We're We're done. done. Goodbye. We're done. Uh, and go ahead to prowrestlingtees.com uh, forward slash the chair shot and get your very own chair shot t-shirt. Follow us on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook at chair shot media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and chair shot Greg uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those, all those things. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for watching, for being on this wild ride with me every single week. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. I truly appreciate it, and it just warms my heart. I hope you got some laughs out of this, maybe a few awes, uh, or, you know, whatever you get out of this. I just hope it, this is, you know, something that makes you happy. This is why why I do it, and I hope you enjoy it. So, uh, for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Make sure... Always keep it soft style. Would you shut the hell up? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.